outside influence and stories from other people was still swirling around my head as to what was acceptable or, or what was an appropriate career for a woman or for people from, you know, how I grew up. So you just really have to unlearn and undo and unbecome. And often it takes years of doing the things you think you're supposed to be doing in order to realize that's not in alignment with who you're truly meant to be. Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Liu. This episode is for you if you want to live your life unscripted and beautifully epic, radiant, whatever you call it. But if you're looking to rewrite your life so that you can live the life beyond your dreams, this episode is for you. And I'm so stoked to be joined with my girlfriend, Jessica Bergio, because she is absolutely amazing. I love her. And she is a former beauty entrepreneur of 20 years, 22 years actually, turned life and business coach, podcast mentor, speaker, host of the highly rated podcast show, Unscripted, author of the book, Come As You Are, The Art of Unbecoming Who They Told You To Be. Welcome to the show, Jess. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I know we had too much fun just chatting right before this because this podcast is unscripted. Who knows where it's going to take us, right? Love that. Yes. And I had the honor of having you on my show not too long ago. And I love that. I love when, you know, the modality of podcasting in the sense that really the conversation can go anywhere. I do know like a lot of podcasters who do solo episodes, sometimes script out episodes. So they're very clear on maybe a tangible takeaway that people can get while they listen to the show. But a lot of times with guest interviews, it's like, what are they going to say? It's like my favorite thing when a guest says, I've never told anybody that before. I'm like, ah, yes, I got a good question in there. Yeah. So obviously you've pivoted many times. You really wrote your life, right? Yes. We are the author of our life. It's going through different chapters, different seasons, but there's beauty in it all, right? Let's go back in time and tell us maybe a time when you had a low point in your life. Well, it's funny because when I think back to when I made the decision to go to beauty school, it wasn't as exciting as maybe everybody would have thought it was. My mom was very adamant on real job, real career focus and what you went to school for, whether it was real in her eyes or not, wasn't beauty school. And so I was fighting for, you know, my vision for my life long before I really realized what I was doing. It might have seemed a little bit more rebellious at the time that I didn't want to maybe go to college. But unfortunately, my mom was a single mom and she was raising the three of us. I have two younger brothers that are much younger. And so when I was in high school, she wasn't paying much attention to me. So my grades didn't really qualify me at the time to get into med school like she asked why I wasn't or even becoming a teacher. There was a lot of stuff that I kind of missed because nobody was really paying attention to me. But because I had a lot of alone time and I was kind of getting left to my own, my creativity was something that I didn't really realize was always there. And when I had a friend invite me to sign up for beauty school, I was like, that sounds fun. I saw that she was sweeping hair at one of the local salons that it was really fun in there. The environment seemed friendly. People were happy in there. The, just, the vibe was really good. The energy. And little did I know that energy was going to be literally the currency of my career. I was a great hairdresser. After I went to beauty school, I did take it seriously. I, de I definitely enjoyed it. And I realized that even though some people are exceptional hairdressers, right? The craft, they're really good at the, the end result. The, the experience or the personality part, the, the client, the connection piece was like the key thing to keep clients. 
And if anyone has a business that has clients, which is just about every business, right? You're not a business unless you solve a problem. That piece was my secret sauce. And I could script that any way I wanted. I could make every day different. I could show up differently every day. But you know, the setback piece was I always felt like it wasn't enough. It always felt like I chose the wrong career, that I was always in prove mode. And it wasn't until I kind of decided to step away from the industry that I realized I had had such a great career, but I was too, I think, under the impression that it was never a real job. It was just something I was going to do until I figured out the rest of my life. So looking back, it it always felt like a bit of a bit of that. So yeah, I, I look back now and I've worked through it, but yeah, that was a challenging time for sure. So how did you get into personal development? Well, you know, I think my mom had always kind of poured into us, even though she wasn't really around a ton. She definitely was always super positive. And I think she was reading books long before I realized that's where the information was coming from. And then I think The Secret was probably the first thing that she kind of put in front of me to look at and and to kind of absorb the concepts of manifestation and visualization. And I knew it to be true for sports, right? I was an athlete growing up, so I knew a lot about visualization as far as that was concerned, but not as far as like manifesting how you wanted your life to feel and, and look and the things you wanted in it. And so slowly but surely that book and those videos, and then we started listening to audios of like, you know, meditations, which at the time I didn't know what they were, just like affirmations and and repetitive positive propaganda, just reaffirming beliefs that you could, that anything you wanted was possible. And that's why I think I was able to, in hindsight, take the beauty industry so seriously and make a real career out of it and be happy and thrive in it, even though I always kind of felt deep down it wasn't enough. So that that was my first kind of, I think, entry point for personal development. But as I started to get older, I realized there was a lot of stuff I didn't know, not having a dad around and not really having a lot of strong leadership in the beauty industry because it's not a corporation. There's not a culture like a lot of big companies where everyone falls in line and you're provided workshops and a lot of leadership and coaching. You're not, it's really a a solopreneur situation in the the beauty industry. So I had to read books. I had to, you know, listen to different things in order to be filled up. But luckily I fell into a good crowd kind of in the Paul Mitchell world back in the day. And there was some strong leadership in that. And we did get to go to seminars and we were invited into some bigger events that had speakers on stage. And I'll never forget the first time I heard this woman talk, obviously her vibe, her energy was amazing. Her haircut style that she did on, on stage was amazing. But it was what she said and how she connected with the audience that I was like, that is what I want to do one day. And, you know, really until recently, I forgot that I was so inspired by her. I think I thought I wanted to be on stage doing hair. But what I wanted was really to make an impact and make people feel the way she made me feel that day sitting in that seat, that this was the right career and that anything was possible and that you could take this any way you wanted it and that there was no ceiling. But, you know, often when we're told things and we're lit up at, let's say, an event or even listening to this podcast, if we don't have tangible next steps to take, we sometimes just go right back into our regular patterns, right? We sometimes just go right back into what we know. Real life hits us. We don't have the time. We don't have the money. We don't have the energy. We don't know what the next right step is, even though we feel inspired or motivated. It's it's where does that discipline or belief come from that we deserve to work our way towards whatever that goal was that got us all fired up. So it was slowly you know, going to these different events, reading these different books that I was like, I can't just read the books and listen to the podcast. Like I have to start learning how to actually implement this stuff into my life. Beautiful story. And I think it's so true. We all have our stories and we have the opportunity to rewrite your stories like you did. You got into coaching and you turned your life around. You're doing completely 
different goals. You're going after different goals now than how it used to be, right? For me as well, I never ever imagined being an author, speaker, podcaster. You too, Jess, right? It's just life is amazing and you just never know. You never know. You never know. What's funny is when I first started the podcast, I wasn't really vocal about it, but it's a podcast and you can't you can't have a show that anybody knows about unless you market it, which is talking about it either on social media or to people. And so the first like year and a half when anybody would still ask me, what do you do? Even though I had kind of slowly pulled away from doing hair, I would still start with that. I'm a hairdresser. And it wasn't until I realized that I had to start speaking life into what I wanted to fully embody and before it was actually going to become what I truly was doing. And so I toe dip back and forth, right? Because I did think I could still do both for the longest time. And I still do hair twice a month uh, just for that connection, that creativity piece. I realized how to fit it into my business and into my life. But when, when it came time to really like own those new roles, it took remembering what it felt like being a beginner before doing hair. I barely could hold the scissors, right? Let alone cut a straight line. But I somehow thought that after 20 years and the expertise and the levels I was at, I was just going to make a lateral move over to coaching and podcasting. Well, life was like, let me humble you. No, that's not really how it works. You got to start at the bottom again. You got to work your way up. You got to get that experience under your belt. You got to do a lot of free stuff, a lot of free speaking, whether it's on podcasts or in people's groups. You've got to offer free coaching, just like you offered free haircuts. So I really just went back to that beginner mindset of how did I build that six-figure business before? How did I retain clients at that level? How did I leave such a kind of legacy along with mentoring a ton of other stylists coming up? I had assistants for probably about 10 years straight, a new one every year that I would train. And so coaching was already something I was doing. I just didn't view it that way because we didn't call it that. And so whether you call it mentorship or coaching or getting around someone who's an expander or an accountability partner or strategic coach, we all need people to lift us up and pour belief into us, hold us accountable, help us figure out what the next right step is for us. And so I kind of just really embodied that I'd always had coaches in my life. I'd always had mentors from a very young age. And I just didn't understand why I had such a block becoming one. And then once I realized I already was one, it made it a lot easier to just like start em embodying that and introducing myself as that. And so it's it's so cool, but it was definitely a tough journey because it felt very unscripted. There was no path really to follow. And oftentimes I would feel like, oh, there you go again with another not real career. You went from being a hairdresser to being a podcaster. Like, can't you get a real job? Because, you know, outside influence and stories from other people was still swirling around my head as to what was acceptable or, or what was an appropriate career for a woman or for people from, you know, how I grew up. So you just really have to unlearn and undo and unbecome like the book, my book says of who people told you to be. And often it takes years of doing the things you think you're supposed to be doing in order to realize that's not in alignment with who you're truly meant to be. And that's why so many people I think have what we call midlife crisis moments or all of a sudden they wake up 15 years into a marriage and they're like, who the F is this person I'm with? Or how did I end up here? Uh, because it was what you were told to do probably, whether it was subconsciously from people around you or that's all you knew because maybe you were in a small community. You know, a lot of cultures, if you're, if you're not a nurse, then you're a failure to the family. If you're not a teacher, then, you know, we can't even bring you around. So we know that to all be true, but so many people don't talk about that. We just do the right thing, especially as women. We put a smile on our face and we just are so subservient to everybody else. And 
I just at one point was like, I know in my heart, if I don't do the things that light me up and that bring me joy, I'm no good in this world. Like there's no point in me being here. So I have to live in my truth. And, you know, I'm going to be 43 next month. So I think that does take some time and does take some experience and it does take trying different things on for size. And I am known as a pivot queen now. Like people talk about it all the time, which at first was kind of offensive. I was like, no, like I, I stick to things because I was in the industry for 22 years. But really throughout my career, I was here, I was there, I was doing all kinds of things. And I, it's safe to say I, I won't be on my deathbed saying, I wish I would have tried that. I'm like, yeah, I did that twice just to make sure it wasn't right. <laughs> this is so funny. I, I so resonate with that. I am 42 as well. So we're about the same age. And I've pivoted so many times in my life. I used to call myself the pivot queen as well. And I think it's totally fine to pivot until you find yourself the right spot, right? And the more embarrassed you feel, you're probably closer to your true purpose than how I used to be. And if you're feeling imposter syndrome starting or pivoting, congratulations as well. You're probably doing something scary or going really after your dreams. Awesome. So what other tips do you have for someone who's thinking of pivoting? Well, I do think it's great to not burn the boats. If you aren't really clear and absolutely sure of what your next move is going to be, especially if it's like a financial change, definitely try some things on for size. Definitely carve out pockets of time to start to explore what that might look like, what it might feel like. Get really curious by asking questions to whomever will give you their time, whether it's just through a DM or really kind of getting inside a world that you don't really know the full scope of it. Because often from the outside, things look glitzy and glam, right? Often like entrepreneurship looks really fun from a lot of people on social media, but I've never worked more in my life, even though I truly believe I was an entrepreneur in the beauty industry for sure. There was a set level of work you could do. And that was one of the things that drew me to that career because I knew I couldn't take it home with me. I couldn't cut hair at home. I mean, unless I wanted to, right? There was set hours at the salon. I, w- I gave it my all when I was there, but then when I was off, I was off. With entrepreneurship now and the, and the move with social media and the ability to be on your phone 24-7, it is very hard to be discerning around how we energetically like give and show up. But, you know, honestly, I feel like when we can embrace and try different things on, it gives us the next clue as to what's what's the next right thing for us. Because sometimes getting in that room, you're like, oh, this is what I thought I wanted to do. And you're like, oh, shoot, it's not. But maybe you met somebody or maybe you had a conversation with somebody that was exactly what you needed. I see so many people who are interested in coaching programs or masterminds or in-person events. And they the question usually is, well, what am I going to get from that? And my question back is always, what are you going to give? What are you going to show up and what energy are you going to bring in order to receive what it is that you think you might want? And the people who usually get something out of those rooms, if you will, are people who go in with intention. My intention for being in this room is to meet two new high-level friends. My intention for getting in this masterminder program is to be held accountable to accomplish this particular goal. It's like you wouldn't go to a therapist and be like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Help me. You would say, these are the things that have been bothering me. This is what keeps me up at night. Can you help me fix this problem or achieve this particular result? And it's the same with a coach. If you are looking to somebody to help you work through something, work on something, you need to know what the kind of block is and you need to kind of know a roundabout way of where you want to go. You don't have to have the whole vision picked out, but those are kind of my tips for anybody who's seeking, whether it's support or an idea of pivoting or moving careers or starting a new business, really like get curious, ask questions. Yeah. I really feel that one too. Yeah, You always learn something, even if you don't like a program, even if it's not what you thought it was, 
there's still something to be learned. And I always believe that everything happens for a reason. There is always a reason why. Even if you go through a business that's not doing well, you're going to meet the right people. You're going to learn the right things that you can even take on to your next business, maybe. I um, After I sold my salon, I felt a very interesting identity shift. It was really more of a loss in a morning of not having this title of owner anymore. And even though I still owned my own book of business, like I always had, not having that you know title to put on a a business card that said owner, salon owner, and I didn't get to introduce myself as that anymore. It was weird. It hit me in a way that I didn't think it would. And so in order to fill that void, I opened another business. I opened another brick and mortar in the same building and I named it differently. And I was you know, going to do something. It was called Creative House. I wanted to have a creative space where people could come, podcast, do shoots. It was big enough to host small events. And after about eight or nine months, I mean, I poured my heart and soul into this. I invested like 40 grand deck the building out, video content, posted it on, you know, did all the things. And after a while, I realized the reason I sold the business was because I didn't want to be responsible for a brick and mortar. I wanted the freedom of online, online entrepreneurship and creating the space wasn't giving me that. I forgot what my why was in that season. And I have a boyfriend that lives in Arizona. I live in San Diego. So my why was to be able to travel and to be able to take my son with me wherever we wanted to go in the world. And with that space where I was at in that particular business, I couldn't do that. And so that was a very expensive lesson, but it really reminded me, right? That pocketbook reminder really will get you as to what I don't want to do and that what I won't do again in the future, even if an opportunity presents itself. Because I think as you start to level up in life, and this is happening to me really hardcore right now, uh, it's it's almost a brag moment, which I love, but also it's a very awareness moment of all of these cool opportunities are coming in a way of people asking me to either come into their business with them, you know, partner with them, open this with them. I had an old friend of mine out of the woodworks. Hey, I found this almost $2 million house. You want to buy it with me? We can do your retreats there. And I was like, oh, great idea. Nope. So sometimes these quote unquote opportunities are really just distractions that are the universe being like, are you sure this is what you really want? Because you need to get uber focused on exactly who you're serving and how you're helping them. And you got to quiet the noise. Thank you. No, thank you. No, like everything that's coming at me. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I've never had people ask me to do things like this at this level before. And I'm I'm someone who likes the sparkly things. I don't know if we have any other squirrel brains in, in the in the house, but I'm like, oh, 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 that sounds fun. But while everything sounds fun, at the end of the day, what do you really want to be showing up for? And what is that energy exchange that you've agreed upon, whether it's financial? If you do that, will it meet those goals? If you're giving time over here, will you be able to give time to what you really said you wanted to give time to? So it's all about really getting discerning. And often we got to do that through, you know, alone time, quiet time, reflection time. I do that in yoga. Um, I do that on my walks. I do that with my daily morning rituals and meditation when I'm sitting by myself and I just tap back in. Are we on track? Are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? And I had to say no to a few really cool opportunities. Um, and, And they felt they felt hard to say no to. But after I did it, I knew it was the right choice. So, again, sometimes we got to take that step and just let the rest kind of play out. Beautiful. I think that's what wisdom is, is to the ability to say no and be okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I love that. And also I really enjoyed what you said about knowing your priorities and values because you figured it out. You did the work, the grounding work to find out what's important for you because a lot of people get distracted and it's normal. Life throws us these curveballs, but 
how do you want to go about it, right? What's important to you? And there's the thing is, there's no right or wrong answer. It's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it, it might be good for someone else, but not yourself. So you really have to reflect on your own situation. That was one of the first programs I put together was kind of a mindset course for stylists. I titled it the Six Figure Stylist <laughs> Program because I knew that's what would draw people in. But really, it was a six-figure mindset course around being able to hold that type of income and be able to understand the worth behind and how they needed to show up in order to get to that goal. And a lot of them, it was around habits and their rituals and their boundaries and really creating non-negotiables that they were going to hold themselves accountable to maybe with a coach or with each other or even just, you know, on their own. Because we know intuitively, we all have that knowingness of how something makes us feel. And if we are saying yes to too many things that are not in alignment with where we're supposed to be, the results show up in burnout, stress, fatigue, that pain, chronic pain in your neck and shoulders or pain somewhere in your physical body. And sometimes we just try to cover it up and we tell ourselves, oh, I'm just stressed. Oh, I'm just burnt out. No, you're probably dysregulated or completely out of alignment with where you're supposed to be. And maybe if you could take a few things off your plate, it would help. But again, back to what I said earlier about, especially us women, I feel like this this really plagues us more than men is we have a hard time saying no, we don't want to disappoint people. And so we show up and we show up and we show up and we do and we do all these things. And at the end of the day, when we lay down and, our, and we close our eyes, we don't feel complete. We don't feel like where we're supposed to be, even though maybe you're getting monetary results, maybe though you're getting the C-suite, you know, credit from the corporation that you work for. Maybe someone's telling you how awesome you are, but it's maybe not where you're supposed to be. And so that's where entertaining these pivots. And I and the clients that I'm working with right now, a lot of them have been through big pivots and shifts. They've, they've gone from corporate. They're now stepping into online entrepreneurship, whether it's through starting a podcast or really just figuring out how their expertise and their life experience can help somebody else either avoid some pitfalls or, re or recognize where they're at so they can re-fall in love with the life that they did create. Because often we're not too far off the path that we want. We just have to make some, some edits along the way and we can easily stay doing what we're doing. We're not here to tell you on this podcast that you have to pivot your life drastically and quit your job and do something different. But if you feel out of alignment, if you feel off, there are little shifts and things that you probably can do. And I think intuitively, like I said, we all know what those could be, right? We're here to empower you on this podcast, not, you know, tell you our way or the highway. It's it's really all about tuning in and listening to yourself. And that's where the unbecoming part kind of pops through of what are the things that I'm doing that actually support me? And what are the things that don't work for me anymore? And they change as your seasons go, right? We're like, we're in our forties now. So what served us in our twenties is it doesn't work anymore. And so that old saying of what, what got you here won't get you there is true. But first you need to know kind of where you want to go. And then the how usually appears in either a painful way, an exciting way, or some sort of way. Like the path always like the next right step generally appears. Yeah, it's why I love talking on podcasts so much because it just helps like shift people's perspectives of like, I didn't think about it that way. Okay, let me noodle on that and see how I can apply that to my life. Yeah, baby steps, little chapters, right? It doesn't have to be a drastic shift. It could be a very subtle shift that will rewrite your life. Beautifully said, Jessica. What is your favorite quote? There's a few. It. I had one on my desk for the longest time and I finally let it go. But just the old saying of you can't connect the dots looking forward, only looking back. Because I think, you know, we always, again, I think I've said it like 12 times already as women, we're like, what's the plan? I want to know the plan because then I need to know what I'm wearing. Do I have to wash my hair? Like, you know, I'd say that with a joke, joking tone, but it's almost as if if we did know the plan, then we would get ready. 
versus what if we just got ready and then let the plan unfold as it will with a little bit less emphasis on the expectation and just enjoying the journey more? Because often we can look back and connect, oh, that's why that happened or that's why that 40,000 investment on that building didn't work out. I learned that really precious lesson. And so now it makes sense because I will never do X, Y, Z or I will always make sure to whatever. And that's the thing about life is when other people give you quotes like that, you're like, mm, that one's gonna sit with me because it really does help me when I'm in the moment. And I'm like, what's the plan? I don't know where we're going. It'll make sense. Just let it be. Yes. Beautiful. All right, Jessica, where can we find you at again? Instagram at Jessica Bergio. And then the podcast is called Unscripted. And there's an Instagram page called Unscripted the Podcast. So every week I drop two episodes, one with an awesome guest like you and a Friday solo episode uh, where we encourage our listeners and the community to celebrate their wins every Friday. Thank you. Thank you. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Lou Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 